I like the name. Yes. Laura Palmer is dead, a Twin Peaks podcast. Laura Palmer is dead because Laura Palmer's dead. The URL was taken by just some random girl from like the Philippines or something. <laughs> Doesn't have anything posted on it except like one photo. Who's looking to make some money off that URL? I, yeah, I think she's squatting as the. <laughs> it almost works that we didn't have the name for the last episode because it could have been considered a spoiler. There were about three minutes where, oh, you, where like we didn't know that Laura Palmer was dead. <laughs> yeah. No, like they find her body first That's thing. True. <laughs> I gotta call you out on that you one. You see Josie putting on lipstick and then. Yeah. That's true. Yeah, you're right. Pretty much, pretty much starts with dead Laura Palmer. <laughs> well, welcome to Laura Palmer's dead, a Twin Peaks podcast. Is dead. Laura Palmer <laughs> is dead. No acronym. That's right. We're proper people. Totally. I yeah, I agree with you there. We have a another podcaster with us today, which is Melissa. Say hi, Melissa. Hello. <laughs> She's pouring herself a soda in uh, the other end of the kitchen, but. Um, yeah, so we've just watched episodes two and three. Uh, we're going to probably do a two episodes a shot from now on, because they're nice just half-hour episodes now. It's pretty easy to get through two in a sitting. So let's let's dive in. Yeah. Okay, I want to bring up first that I love the... Uh, one of the first things you see in this episode two is the, uh, the taxidermy deer hoof gun holder, which is just I, the ultimate subjugation of an animal. It's like... I killed you with this gun. I'm gonna make your dead hands hold this gun. Right. <laughs> so much, so much taxidermy. There's a lot of that. That seems to be the, the primary motif Pier. of decoration at the Great Northern is taxidermy and wood and wood. Yeah, beautiful wood and beautiful. giant Native American paintings. Right. <laughs> yes, the episode is called Traces to Nowhere. Uh, primary big plot things that happen. We get some interviews of suspects. Uh, we get another interview of James. Mike and Bobby are released. Uh, we establish a drug deal that's been cooking between Leo, Mike, Bobby, and Laura. We also learn a lot more about all of Laura's after-school activities. <laughs> <laughs> which... Meals on Wheels. Meals let's, on let's, Wheels. Let's list them all. Okay, I have the full list. Let's see if you can oh. name them without me giving to you, oh, them gosh. to you. Okay, I, I'm, I'm drawing a blank after. Okay, but Meals I know on Wheels. Like she was a cheerleader. Cheerleader, good she one. She tutors the Laura, the other girl's uh, handicapped brother. Johnny yes, Horn, correct. Audrey Horn's brother. Yes. And also the Asian girl, is she's teaching, teaching her, her English. English. Teaching her English. <laughs> she has a real name. Yep. But she's just por- portrayed as such an Asian character. <laughs> so. And she's so the victim, always the victim. She is. Oh, Pete. <laughs> she also finds time in this busy schedule of hers to be a patient of Dr. Jacoby's and to run cocaine with Mike and Bobby <laughs> and Leo. Yes. Dr. I, Lawrence Jacoby, I have to make <laughs> an, an amendment for last episode. It's I Dr. Lawrence I was really Lawrence sad Jacoby. to find out you were wrong, because what did you think it was? I said Nathan Jacoby. Which sounded beautiful. Mm. I mean, it's Lawrence Jacoby name. is also pretty beautiful. It's, I know it was some two-syllable, old-timey sounding name. Mm-hmm. So I was pretty close. So Laura is somehow doing all these things, also being a teenager. Also sleeping with two guys. Right. And being a drug runner. Oh, and speaking of sleeping with two guys, we find out in this episode that in the 12 hours preceding her murder, she slept with three guys. Oh, yeah. So that, I feel... 
And who was it? Who was one of the cops? No, yeah, the other, um, the abusive husband. What's his name? Leo, Leo Johnson. Johnson. Yeah, he's he hints to Bobby and Snake that he's he might have had relations with Laura at some point. That's true. He's like, she's a wild girl. Let me tell you about it. But then, like, it's a hint. Right. He's <laughs> like, yeah, I'll tell you about it. Maybe sometime. And yeah, then he, yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we learn more about Leo. That's... This is a, an episode where he beats Shelly with some soap and a sock. Like prison. <laughs> to I mean, some boppy music in the background. Yeah. I feel like that's just a dick way of beating your wife. It's to put soap in a sock and then yeah. swing it around to hit her. He's very... And he does it because she lost one of his shirts. Which he... She th- he threw a bag at her. <laughs> right. And with a bunch must, of stuff, and she's like, what shirt? Right. And she must she have actually did, uh, hit it on purpose, she did. she saw the blood on it. Yes. She hid that. the bloody shirt from Leo, so which like, is his favorite blue shirt. Yes. Yeah, so why doesn't she confront him? Why doesn't she say, like, well, I'm trying to protect you, maybe? Right. Because uh, he beats her with soap in yeah. his sock. <laughs> so maybe she's trying to, like, keep a piece of evidence to put right? him away with. Yeah. Yeah. Certainly you couldn't blame her. They, I, you know, you made a point while we were watching, Tom, that I think is very fair. They are certainly, at least very heavily, trying to make us think that Leo is a suspect. Yeah, and at like, least in these episodes. Like, they, they, you see a guy come home with a bloody shirt, obviously that's who they're pointing you at here. But right. I also have watched enough TV to know that that's right. almost definitely not going to be end up being Leo. No way. Cause it's a, it's a, and I've I laid down a challenge for Tom, all of our <laughs> tens of listeners. So Tom, as we know from our last, <laughs> right, from our last episode, Tom is very serious about spoilers, which I can absolutely respect. We're gonna try very hard to be spoiler free, um, but I, and those of you who have seen Twin Peaks will probably agree with me. I don't think that. Tom will be able to guess who the murderer is. All right, is. here's my guest for today. Just okay. because... Tom's guess. Wow. I'm not even going to look at you. Bold. So okay, I'm going to... You know what? I'm going to write down your guess for today so I remember it Well, I'm just going to pick the least likely suspect. Okay. Well, actually, the least likely suspect would be Lucy. <laughs> that would, how hilarious would that be? Ah, oh, fuck. Was, <laughs> that gonna Tom's guess? Lucy. Tom's guess. No, but actually, my real guess... Tom's guess. <laughs> <laughs> this is a new segment. Alright, I'm just gonna I'm just gonna say played by uh, the delightful Michael Horse. I'm gonna guess oh, Hawk. 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 And what is your reasoning for Hawk? Just because he's like the second least likely person for I it mean, to be. You would never put a Native American actor in we that were, position. <laughs> yeah, no, of course not. He's a little shady. That's why he's the second least likely. That's why right. he's my I mean I, this isn't my I don't really think these are the characters who did it, but I'm... Tom's guess. We have to have a guess. Melissa, Tom's guess. Let's have right. a... Well, this is guess. <laughs> oh. I'm thinking... Who was I thinking when I was watching this? <laughs> it was probably the least likely would be... Maybe Ed. Uncle Ed, right? Big Ed. Mm. Big Ed Hurley. Big Ed. Ed's gas farm. Yeah. Or Nadine. So Nadine seems like she could go off the deep end and accidentally yeah. murder someone. She has superhuman strength. So Nadine, <laughs> Big Ed's wife, with one eye. Nadine with the one we eye. Have to, yeah, we have, to, eye we have to talk about the superhuman strength of Nadine when she bends <laughs> the metal of her rowing machine from, like, the angle <laughs> where <laughs> most humans are very, very weak. Especially <laughs> women. It's that, it's the it's the chicken fat part. I mean, what do you, what do you call the it? the tricep. tricep. Yep, there's the scientific <laughs> not, word. And she doesn't even have any weight. 
to her to like push it back. Like there's no right. way. <laughs> like most women in Twin Peaks, she's ninety five pounds. Yeah. Their so, waists are so tiny. I know. They're yeah. so, so tiny. Her name is Wendy Go back and Robbie. watch, like, the early Star Trek movies sometime. <laughs> like, true. everyone's so skinny, it's freaky. Yeah, this is the era of it, Corn syrup. Sure. It's really doing a number to America. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, so Nadine's got superhuman super strength. She's also an inventor. Drape um, runners. We find out about Nadine's drape runners. In really, this. the whole story is about Nadine. Uh, and her drape runners. Yes, she's her crazy silence obsession of the drape runners. Silent drape, you know, drape runners. Nadine in the scene, so she bumps into Norma, who awkward because Norma's also sleeping with Big Ed. Mm. Um, she bumps into her and tells her about the drape runners, and I feel like that could have been a nominee for me of gnawing on the scenery. Mm. Nadine. Wait, okay, let me. Oh yeah, yeah, that scene. Okay, I had a yeah. picture in my head. Well, I had, uh, do we want to talk about the gnawing on the scenery? Uh, I mean, I'm just throwing that there. one out there. Yeah, go for it, Pat. I'll Who's your nominee? My nominee is Leo. Oh. I don't know for the one episode or both episodes, but he's got some, uh, yeah, oh, yeah. He's, in, he's some ridiculous go scenes. Long. That's, yeah. yeah <laughs> that yeah, scene is a good choice for Leo. He does. That, you know, I would say yeah, probably yeah. you're, I'm going to. Transfer to Leo, I think. I think I'll, I'll. I didn't really have anybody in mind, but that's so far that's got my not, vote too. Not to mention when he's like telling Shelly how to act as a wife. He wants right. a clean yeah. house. Yeah. yeah. The one thing I, mean, I, I want. Clean. The one thing I expect. This will teach you to respect my property. Yeah. <laughs> my bloody shirt collection. Leo, this is you a did big. All the laundry. No, I have this bag that you didn't know about in my truck. <laughs> no, bitch, you didn't do all the laundry. Yeah. Wrong. A... <laughs> a lot of leaves. It's not what we call a supportive husband. <laughs> no, no. I love, too, when he's, like, confr- he's talking to Bobby about someone cheating on his, like, uh, you come out and find out your old lady's stepping out on you, and it's Bobby that he's... In your own bed. Yeah. Yeah. And Bobby's, like, terrified. Do you know who it is? Actually, yeah, I'm going to nominate Bobby for the gnawing on the scenery, Lord, for that... Just for that. reaction. Because it's, like, so obvious, like... You know, it's like, well, yeah, you don't know who it is, though, right? Like, give me right. <laughs> Just want to make sure you don't know who it is. And then Mike's in the background. Mike it? has no idea what is happening, and he's just standing there. Snake. Yeah, let's let's only refer to them as Mike and uh, Snake and Bopper from now on. Snake and Bopper. <laughs> and what I love is he calls her his old lady, and she's really young. Right. Super she young. left old high school to marry Stepping Leo. out on you. Oh. Did they say that? that they did not. Maybe that's a mini I mean, but yeah, I mean, they, she is super so young. Oh, see. No, see, yeah. God. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah, we, so on the nickname alert, we got Bobby's Bopper. Um, I love how Bobby says about Laura, then she went and checked out on us. Like, this is something that happens to them all the time. Fucking Laura dying. <laughs> like, they live in Brooklyn and they're cops. So inconsiderate. <laughs> Versus Twin Peaks high schoolers. Who, like, this Whose girlfriend never... got murdered. <laughs> right. He's so casual about it. It's, like, wonderful. wonderful. If there was, if there was a, a non-animate object that could win the Nodding on the Scenery Award, I would have to nominate... Um, that polka dot tie that uh, is worn in both episodes by Benjamin, um, Benjamin Horn. Benjamin Horn, thank you. Yes. Like it's, so, this I'm trying to figure like out. The ladybug. Like, you know what he has? Yeah. Is it supposed to be the same day, or does he wear that tie like two consecutive? It's days? a great tie. It's a great, it's, and he wears a stunning. matching pocket square. Yes, he That's does. he does have a pretty two pretty big scenes of gnawing on the scenery. Hmm. One where we find out he's sleeping with Catherine Martell. 
who Catherine Martell is played by Piper Laurie. Her, she's she's the redheaded woman who's married to Pete Martell, the guy from Eraserhead. She's the uh, sister-in-law to the Asian lady. Yeah. Oh, right, 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 right. <laughs> there we go. And she is in that weird... They So they set up this scene with the two of them where they've just had sex, and she's like... <laughs> literally swaddled in this blanket and it's absolutely the most unflattering look and they have her like foot exposed and yeah. I hate feet. <laughs> Kelly went off. Really upsets me to see this On scene. The foot. He like kisses her foot too. It's so gross. I'm sorry. <laughs> I don't like feet. It's cool if that's your thing but I don't like it. You don't have to apologize for that. Yeah. But, she, but nobody oh, but wants nobody wants to see that. They're like scheming together but then he has another scene with Audrey where he's like Laura died two days ago you oh. died years ago like you left me I years. lost yeah, you I lost years, years ago yeah it's like yeah. snap right Ooh. but what did Audrey Zad do to lose her right because then oh. Audrey makes some kind of comment about like to Donna about has Laura ever talked about my dad so I assume that there's he used to sing to her, which was really creepy. What? Right. You're yeah, right. You good pick that. up, Melissa. Wow, good call. Good yeah. Yeah, I can tell. I was making coffee um, for a significant chunk of what this watch through. This so. is actually not that long. No, I, I, I'm just also have a short attention span. Audrey, yeah. it's, it's, a, it's a big Audrey episode in terms of one of Audrey's signature moves, which is dancing mm. to weird erotically. Trance yeah, yeah, to kind of... Trance. Jazzy uh, I guess music. You call it trance jazz. Yeah, it's, trance jazz. I don't think trance had really been invented as a music form. What's currently known as trance in the early nineties. EDM. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. I mean, you can call it. It is trance. I get what you're going. Trance like. Yeah. Well, she feels very trancey. I'm looking. She up dances in a trance like. Yeah. She seems to be in a trance. Her motor is always running. Like <laughs> she is literally always moving her hips. She has this scene where she has coffee with Cooper, which, by the way. Talking about, like, one of my biggest ships ever, besides, like, Mulder and Scully, which is obviously the world's greatest shipping of a couple. Like, Audrey and Cooper, I just want them to, like, make sweet, sweet love all day. I, like, that first scene where he's having coffee with her. uh, Flirting between Coop and Audrey there. He mentions freshly squeezed grapefruits and he, like, (laughs) looks at her boobs. I didn't notice that. (laughs) Yeah. But, Kelly, you picked up on something, a good, like, character detail, I think, which is, like, um, sorry, what's the horn girl's name? Audrey. Audrey. She, like, uses, she doesn't, she, like, wields her sexuality, like, she just discovered it and doesn't know what she's right. doing with it. Because she makes this, like, yep. she's like, Cooper likes his coffee black. And she says it, like, all innuendo but, like, there's no there's innuendo no, there's there. There's no innuendo there. You're <laughs> she's, right. like, yeah. a kitten in heat. Like, she, she has this right. power that she's coming into, but she doesn't know what it is. She doesn't know how to wield it. Like... She knows people respond to this in her because she obviously kind of did that with the Norwegians going in and like manipulating them into leaving. But I don't think she really is as in control as like we would be led to believe. So it's, I'm a big Audrey fan. I don't make any bones about it. I think she's the most beautiful woman alive. <laughs> I'm kind of on the fence with her. I think she kind of comes off as kind of a bitch. Yep. And she's she's a little manip- yeah, she she's, is. She is manipulative. You get the sense, and too, that she and Laura didn't like each other. Yeah. yeah. But then they have that She's great, rebellious. like, little bonding scene. Oh, wait, no, sorry. Donna. I'm, Donna. Donna. I'm, I'm the worst. But Donna does name. mention, like, 
you kind of get the sense too that yeah. Madonna didn't like her either. Right. right. Yeah. You feel they're like they're not like, friends. They used to right. hate each other, but now they're like, eh. Right. When your when dead. this other girl dies, you gotta you know, there's only like right. three popular girls left in the whole town. Right. <laughs> we gotta band together. <laughs> Who's like, gonna be prom queen this year? Yeah. One of us. <laughs> we're, we're all on the prom court, so we gotta get along. Right. So true. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They definitely. Uh, and you made a good point too about like they look very much like Donna and Audrey, like. Yeah, the two actresses, I think. It's weird that they cast... Like, I have to, like, look for that mole on Donna's face. Or Audrey's face. face. Yeah. To uh, be like, okay, that's that one. Donna's hair is a little bit more curly. Oh, this is the evolution of Audrey's hair. So the pilot, she has, like, very short hair, kind of like Josie. Yeah. And then and they film six months later and it's she's got the red yeah, hair. She's more like Elizabeth Taylor. Yeah, yeah, that's a good yeah. point. I didn't think about that. It's supposed to be like the next day and she's yeah, yeah. boom. Boom. Like what? I think Sherilyn Fenn did play Elizabeth Taylor in some sort of biopic or something too. Like she has an Elizabeth Taylor look. Oh it, yes. I always she say does. biopic. Is it pronounced biopic? Oh maybe it is biopic. <laughs> I'm sure know. it is. They both work. <laughs> biopic makes me think of like a medical procedure. Yeah. Like a biopsy. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Great moment of, you know, like sometimes with Twin Peaks it gets so silly that you forget that it's kind of a scary mystery. And we get back to scary with a scene with Mrs. Palmer and Donna. Donna has visited the Palmers and they're discussing missing Laura. And suddenly Mrs. Palmer has like a vision where she sees a guy in a Canadian tuxedo, which is Canadian tuxedos. Are That's terrifying in and of themselves, just like crouching by their couch. That was like my middle school uniform, by the way. I used to have a denim jacket <laughs> that I sewed a big Guns N' Roses "Appetite for Destruction" patch on the back. Oh, I loved that jacket. Oh my god! And of course, I wore jeans with it because who, who, what middle right. school American doesn't wear jeans? That's all. Of course. <laughs> but did you wow. have a jean T-shirt? Or button up to go along no. with that. Oh, okay, so it wasn't the full tuxedo. It was just there sort of, it was Canadian cash. Yeah. Is, do you have to have the t-shirt too to have it be the full tuxedo? I think I mean, it helps. I think, I think yeah, it helps. Yeah, like that's the best. The that's how okay, yeah. Otherwise it's just the Canadian suit, and that doesn't sound as cool. <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah. No, yeah. So we see, we see this, this character for the first time, uh, Canadian tuxedo and guy. And we know too, does everyone know this is... We do but see in the second episode, his name is Bob. We do see, we learn, yeah. We learn his name is Bob, so Mike that's not Bob. a spoiler. I'm not going to complain about spoilers anymore. I've been shamed enough. <laughs> <laughs> we are really, I think, doing what a do pretty you, uh, decent job. What do you guys sure. think of Bob, then, the gray-haired man? See, but see, also, like, what do you think of him? you got to understand, like, you guys know this show inside and out. Like, whereas, like, I'm not picking up on everything that, there's no way to sure. absorb every little, like, intricacy of what's happening. Right. So, like, sometimes you, like, say something that I should have caught, but I just, there's just so much information coming yeah. in. Yeah. No, Absolutely, it's, of it's course, yeah. So not like, even. What? You guys are spoiling it. But. Do you have any <laughs> thoughts, though, on Bob? Well, I feel like Bob's one of those characters, again, where they're trying to be like, could this guy be the killer? Right. Yeah, I mean, you he definitely guy. puts off a killer vibe. But the problem I have with that is, like, <laughs> dramatically, why would you make that choice? It's... We get introduced to all these townspeople, we get to know them, and then you just bring in an outside person. Like, well, that doesn't seem like a powerful it's choice. someone that the parents or the mom knows, but no one else really knows. But it's weird that in the third episode, he comes into the dream sequence. Yes. Mm-hmm. Which we, we need to, we definitely will need to unpack yeah. that. That's a big Okay, thing. so here, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to ask for a spoiler here. So does um, the redhead old lady... Uh, Catherine Martell? Yeah. 
Does she know Bobby? She was not old, by the way. Like because she has the vision of uh, she's the old like she's the oldest in female 60s. in the show. That's true. She's the oldest female in the she's show. She's yeah. in her sixties, no. so but she so she has the vision of Bob. No, doesn't she? No, she, Laura's mom. Has Laura's mom. Laura's mom. Oh right, okay. When Donna's face turns so the, into Laura Palmer, and then she turns, and then there's. So yeah, another weird casting choice. Like both of the older women have like reddish hair. That's really curly. Like, come on, Lynch, help me out here. So I have face blindness. Yeah. Are you saying white people are? (laughs) I am. (laughs) We were kind of saying. I mean, the show. You know, it's funny when you watch a show from the '90s in today's current world. It is. There are things about this show that are dated. It's very undiverse. It's yeah, a, it's incredibly underverse. The one Native yeah. American guy has the one Native American guy haircut that every every character actor right. in the 90s had. Along with the one dream catcher. <laughs> yeah. yeah. The dream, dream catcher, catcher in as his earring. Or and lines like, spirit and body are still far apart. Yeah. And being asked <laughs> yes. about, like, Great he's being line. asked a simple question. <laughs> and he answers it with, like... Uh, like prophecy, like, he's looking he just to the is sky. not, and that's not how he is the rest we, of the we, time. We, asked, oh, yeah. we asked, asked if she's conscious. Right. It's like, what are you even saying? Huh? <laughs> I told you to stop smoking weed on the job. Right. <laughs> and then two minutes later, he's like making fun of Andy and just being yeah. chill. Yeah, yeah. yeah it's, it's and yeah, the one Asian character who's like the she speaks like broken English, right. She always has bright red lips, well, orange you And is red. wearing, yeah. like, kimonos all the time, and, like, it's just not... He's never dressed yeah. Yeah, to never, go never outside. Dressed. No. That really bothers me. Unless you're wearing, me. like, a meat coat over yeah. your high heels. Right. <laughs> There's a scene, like, where she is hanging out with a silky robe that's low-cut, no bra, so she didn't have time to put a bra on, but full makeup. <laughs> yeah. Like, lip liner and lipstick. So you know some effort went in. Pete I'm like, is, just put a bra Pete they make her just, look like a geisha. Like, they do. All the time. They really do. And they treat her character that way. It's like a little But icky. she owns the sawmill. She, I know. <laughs> she owns it. You would she, think she would have a little more respect. Right. Yeah. Also she inherited it. She like, inherited it. Yeah. She does, and she's not like a business person by... Per se. Yeah, training. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so... But it, we don't know that for and sure. And so, we'll speak all, all around that subject. Uh, so, she's in cahoots... Somehow with um, Benjamin Horn. Horn. Thank, Benjamin Horn. I like. Yeah. Thank you guys. You guys always know who I'm talking about. Yes. There are a lot of names. To be I fair. know, and I'm the worst uh, with the names. So she, he helps her. She, he gives her the key to the safe where the two sets of books are. Oh no! So she's in cahoots with Pete. Yes, Pete. Also, is, Pete. Catherine yeah. is in cahoots oh. with with uh, Benjamin Horn. Okay, yeah. Pete's the guy from Razorhead. Right. right. <laughs> Um, yeah, he gives yeah. her the key to the safe, and she makes she vocally notes, "Oh, two sets of books." Right, um, and somehow by looking at the front front page of the two yeah. books for three seconds, even though she doesn't speak English, she knows <laughs> that the books are do- something nefarious is going on with the yeah, books. Like it could just be a lot of records. She like, just, you don't know for a fact that these are like one good set and one illicit just set. Looks at one set of data and can determine exactly. one is fake and yeah. one is real. She's. If you gave me those two books for 12 hours and I sat with them, I would be like, I see two sets of numbers. That's what I see. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, 
Although the story of these house, numbers yeah. remains a complete mystery. <laughs> but I would assume that there would be lots of numbers because if they can make eighty-seven thousand dollars in a, a day. day, yeah, like oh, why? Right. Nineteen ninety. Is there like a sawing? I assume there, there must be like some kind of sawmill season. Like there can't be lumber coming down the river all year long. Oh my god! Um, but if there the was, like, why would you be upset about one day of seventy-eight thousand dollars when that's if that's your profit for one your day? Your little goodwill yeah. shenanigans. <laughs> yeah, that. I do have to say I kind of agree with Catherine. Like, she shouldn't have closed the mill for a day because some high schooler in the town got murdered. Well, yeah, the but, workers yeah. are probably like, okay, our co-worker had a tragic loss, but I'm trying to get my paycheck this week. <laughs> right, and it wasn't even the co-worker. It was like, well, oh, because Ronette Pulaski. Ronette's dead. I always forget there. that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But still. I always forget about Ronette full Give stop. him the day yeah. off, not the entire <laughs> mill. That's right. Just give him the day off. Well, are they... That's all you have to do. Are they hourly? Are they salary? We'll never know. So many... <laughs> we're focusing on the wrong thing. Yes. I want to know, damn it. Pat and I went to the mill. We when saw we the burned out mill. Washington. It yeah. really is burned out. Aww. And we were talking with you guys about this. Like in Snoqualmie, Washington, Twin Peaks is a big thing. Like, it's not like Chicago where a ton of things have been filmed here. Like you walk around and they know that you're looking for Twin Peaks oh, stuff because yeah. you got a certain yeah. look about you and you're wearing a plaid skirt. How big of a town is it like today? Oh, it's small still. It's very, very small. Very small. So, like, it's not just yeah. that it's the one thing filmed there. That's, like, the one thing that ever happened there that would bring an <laughs> yeah. outsider. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the high school does look like that high school. and The sheriff's apartment we went to. I can't to. remember the, yeah, the sheriff's uh, um, building is and we, uh, still it, there. Like, this just shows um, you how much a part of it is. We ran into, like, one kindly stranger, the one we were walking around where the sheriff's apartment was supposed to be. Guy comes out of his truck, he's like, gonna help you folks find something? And we're like, oh, we're like looking for Twin Peaks location. He's like, lent David Lynch my truck and he never gave it back. Like, <laughs> one person we ran into had like just hung wow. out with David Lynch. Like, and, and those people, <laughs> those right. people came in here last yeah. fall. <laughs> like, use my truck. Like, it's such a fundamental part of their <laughs> life. It's, it's a pretty incredible. I mean, that's a, probably a big expense for that guy. He literally yeah. had a whole truck and it just, like, is stolen by the production company. That's David Lynch, if you're listening, he, you know, Some we want to hear your side of the story. Yeah, we, you have, <laughs> we will post your comments. We don't want to leave right. you undefended. Maybe right. maybe you actually paid a lot of money for that truck. You've been called know. a truck thief. <laughs> you heard it here first, folks. David Lynch, David truck, Lynch. accused of truck thievery. <laughs> so, speaking of David Lynch... Uh, I, I gotta call out some David Lynch brilliance in this episode. I do think we're seeing Bob crouching by the couch is an example of, like, David Lynch can Subtle make... Subtle horror. Yeah, he can make simple things just yeah. seem so terrifying. I should point out for our listeners that Kelly, who is a self-proclaimed, like, expert rewatcher of this show, she actually jumped when that Bob <laughs> scene happened. Like. I get extremely <laughs> scared of pop-outs. <laughs> and... Even it wasn't even a pop-up, it was just like a flash cut. <laughs> I know, even if I know, and if I know they're coming, they're worse. It's like in Mulholland Drive with the homeless guy by the dumpster. Like, they, you know he's com- gonna be there, and they build it up, and yep. it still scares the shit out of me every time. That like, homeless yeah. guy And I have not watched Mulholland shit. Drive since we recorded the first episode, so I don't remember that part it's either. So, <laughs> so my brother played a prank on me once. He knows how much I hate pop-outs. It was for... April Fools, he set a series of alarm clocks in my room (laughs) 
like, in different places that were hidden, like, for different times to go off. So I'd just, like, they'd go off and I'd start, like, screaming in fear. And then the last alarm clock went off and he was, like, at the <laughs> foot of my bed and, like, popped out. Like, wow. all about. Hiding in your closet or triggering. under your bed or something. Yeah, they were all in different places, like... I hate pop-outs. Probably because of that day. Probably. Now I'm seeing the root of this. Deep Damn seated. brother. Ruined. I know. Yeah. Horror movie pop-outs for you. Oh, man. My sister once locked me to a banister, but I've never had that reoccur, so I don't <laughs> I don't know if I have an innate fear. Locked of you to a banister? Yeah, like with bike locks. Chain like lock. in Breaking Bad? Yeah. Oh, yeah. man. That's it was pretty a, It was cool. a stairway diagonal banister. That is. Other than that, kind of exactly the lo- same. What do you mean like Breaking Bad? In, like, the third episode, he locks the guy to a post with a bike lock. It wasn't wasn't around my neck. She just, like, wrapped me around and, like... This one, she was, like, bigger than me still. Well, if if you said wrapped around your neck, that would have been a better story. That that would have been really fucked up. (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's where I see it. Yeah, okay. They hadn't invented the U-lock at that point. (laughs) Oh, Also, fun fact, the actor playing Bob, who has recently passed away, unfortunately... Who's a yeah. very nice guy, apparently, much like the actor who played Leo, also like loved attain- attending Twin Peaks conferences yeah. and stuff. David Lynch like found him because he was a prop, he was the prop master, mm-hmm. and David Lynch was like, You look fucking creepy. Okay, which one? Oh, We're gonna put you. Bob is a creepy Yeah, he was, he's a, a, he was a prop guy. And I think continued mm-hmm. to do props while playing the role. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, it yeah. was just like a Han Solo situation where it was like David Lynch yeah. being like, "You're you look great for this, <laughs> so let's do it's it." Like uh, Lois, the lady from the Office. What's the older lady's? Uh, oh, Phyllis. Um, Phyllis. Phyllis. She was the casting director for the oh, Office. Oh wow! And so, yeah, and she's like a real decent actress. She she's is, been yeah. in something recently that was like legit. The, the OA. Was it? She's in the OA. Yeah. So. <laughs> the show I just consistently keep forgetting. Yeah. Everyone's talking right. about this show. I have no idea what you're talking about. But that's about. not the show it's we're on, talking about. Not, yeah, so forget it. <laughs> I want to jump back to the very first scene in episode two for a second. Uh, Cooper's doing the gravity boots thing, which was like oh, a trend. such dreamy legs in that scene. Like, is he even doing sit-ups? I don't remember. Like, is no. He, I, no, he's just, just hanging just upside hanging. down. Yeah, sort of like... Batman. Uh, bat, yeah, yeah, going for the Batman thing. And my question, though, is do men still wear sock suspenders? Is that still a I thing? Certainly do. Uh, <laughs> I do not believe it is still a thing. Going. You know what? Can you I know bring some, back though, I mean, cause... in this town, like you know, there's some group of hipster dudes that definitely wear like the male garter and have that. Oh my god! Yeah. short shorts. They, there's probably a few of them like a half block north of us <laughs> at Lila Road. <laughs> yeah, you're Don't, right. You shouldn't reveal where you are. Oh yeah. <laughs> Triangulate. <laughs> Triangulate. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I only can pray that we one day have enough listeners that I'll worry about stalkers. <laughs> yeah. Also, when you go into a room and that's your thing is to hang upside down from places, do you look, do you request a room with a pipe or something that you can hang from? Because you just had a pipe that's and you're true. like, this yeah. can handle me. And it's not, it's not big <laughs> yeah. Pretty, can handle my body. Yeah. Pretty convenient <laughs> that there was a pipe. But yeah, you're right. And yeah, he's not worried about bringing that pipe crashing down. I yeah. hope he uh, is a, a structural man. engineer in he his spare time. Quite, yeah, he is quite tiny. I was noticing that. He looks so good. And man, <laughs> I just can't even handle how great he is in this role. Like, he is so freaking happy all the time. You've never seen 
someone investigating a murder who's happier <laughs> than true. Agent Cooper. Like, every moment of his day, he's just greeting with a, a smile. Having a great time. I don't know, like, I watch time. another four, uh, 40, the first 48 sometimes, and some of those homicide detectives in real life Pretty chipper dudes. Are they? <laughs> yeah. Okay. They're like, well, uh, I got no. I pulled one today, and uh, we're gonna find this killer. I think uh, it's funny. He switches a lot too between being like, they got a cherry pie here that'll kill you, and then being like, back to business and yeah, like sharing yeah. facts about the murder. Uh-huh. And I made a note. He says, I have to urinate instead of I have to pee, which right. I find interesting. Yeah, he he. That's a great scene when he comes in the department, uh, the sheriff's department, just. Full throttle Cooper with a million things that he's sharing with Sheriff Truman, who's just stuffing his face with like four donuts. Well, that's another early scene where everyone's eating donuts. Everyone. Every person that Cooper runs into has their mouth stuffed with a donut. Right. Just chowing down. They're all chowing. It's like a thing. Not only that, the table, which, oh, I think we did see this in the 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 pilot. The 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 22. The the pilot. Yeah, the, the. and I didn't really, I hadn't really picked up on the bromance between the sheriff and Cooper in the first episode, but now it's like in full oh swing. Oh my god, they're Cooper in love. Cooper gives Truman a freaking nose boot. <laughs> oh, the like, <laughs> it's like, what? He's like, now, now Truman? And he's talking about Albert, the FBI uh, guy who's going to come, and Albert. he's like, he's like, Albert's the best at what he does, but he's a bit of a dick. Boop! <laughs> just right on he the. Like makes the note, the sound effect, and everything. It's great. We have a friend who's a booper. You guys know him, Joe. He's oh, a nose Joe's booper. a booper. He's a Joe's big time booper. We know Joe pretty well. Now I'm kind of sad. I've never <laughs> gotten a nose booper. Well, see, ever since he oh, started uh, dating uh, Megan, she changed. She was like, Dude. he only boops her now, <laughs> oh, but he yeah. used to boop everyone. He used to be okay. a free love boopor, so, booperama. Now he's got Melissa a lady. Has a he just boops. Who likes to right. touch? Like the first, she's like, she warned me going in. She was like, this guy likes to touch people's ears. He loves a good ear. Whoa, that's and like, provocative. Would, yeah, like he did it to me. Like I'd never met this guy before. We had just started dating, and like I. It was really uncomfortable. Like, I asked him to stop several times. Wow. He would not stop. I, I eventually was just like, okay, you have to like buy me several like drinks several if you're going to keep doing this. That's pretty provocative. It was weird. It was weird. Well, you know, Peter, we met that ear fetishist guy <laughs> at uh, Briscoe's. That's right. More triangulation. <laughs> um, that was like just getting, like, getting angry at me ears. for exposing my ears. He was like being like, we get it. You've got to. These ears. <laughs> yeah. I so my ears. Whoa, lady, put those ears away. Right. Some of us have to concentrate on our work. So I should reveal to the audience that I have ears that they they're not like big, but they just stick out a lot. Like you can't really put a pencil back there without it falling. <laughs> like you know, it's okay. I've come to peace with it. But... Nope. Your lack of pencil storage. <laughs> Kelly struggled her whole life. You know, everyone else is ripping these put a pencil pencils on. out from behind their ears. Yeah. Not just the bromance between uh, Cooper and Truman, but the whole sheriff's department is in love with Cooper. Well, everyone is who watches the show, so it's only natural. Everyone. Oh, yeah. yeah, Audrey loves him. The, I, a lovable you know, guy. Yeah. But he's also mysterious and new to the town. He is. That makes sense. He's such a dreamboat. So and he loves everything yeah. about the town, so it just makes sense. Yeah, well, he of, does. Speaking of mystery, 
he, I, I made a note that I actually um, skipped this part on this watching, but the intimate, he makes the recording for Diane again at the beginning of episode two. Mm-hmm. And there's like a certain intimacy there. I don't remember, I just might know intimacy with Diane. Oh, interesting. I don't remember what exactly the line was. But anyway, we, I know that she never comes around in the show, so. They certainly have a history. I mean, he references yeah. like past towns, past experiences. Right, that's probably what I was thinking of. And he, same with, you know, like he does with Diane, what he does with a lot of, of like with Truman and stuff where he'll be like, oh, these furs are great. He does small talk and then weaves small talk in with like murder investigation stuff very seamlessly. That's true. Like he's got excellent social niceties. It, maybe like there's a secret backstory where he owns a lot of real estate up in this part of the country. <laughs> and that's why he's like always talking it up to everyone. Like he you, is. You gotta try this pie. I'll kill you. Yeah, the he trees. loves the pie. He loves he's, the coffee. He is always selling the Pacific Northwest. Yes. Hard. You know what I wonder about? <laughs> he, when he has that first cup of coffee, he's like, wait a minute, wait a minute. Then he tastes it and he goes, this is, excuse me, a damn fine <laughs> cup of coffee. Yep. What if it had been terrible coffee and he made her wait? <laughs> Would he have said that it was terrible coffee? I feel like Cooper's too nice. But then I also feel like he's incredibly honest. So I don't know. It's a tough call, you're right. Yeah, like, maybe there's some hidden blooper reel where he's like, this coffee's disgusting. Right. <laughs> Excuse me. You should be ashamed of yourself. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Hold on a moment. Oh, oh my god, we haven't even... Is this... Okay, so this what is the problem we when we watch two episodes. Do we meet That's Jerry right. in this episode or the next episode? We meet Jerry at the beginning of the third okay, episode. Okay, so we haven't met Jerry in yeah. episode two, so I'll... I'm Save sorry, my Jerry. Jerry. Talk. Which one's Jerry? Jerry is Benjamin Horn's younger and shorter brother. Oh, the brother. Yeah. He yeah. is in the Warriors. Yeah, yeah. From the, the Warriors. Warriors guy. Warriors come out to play. Yeah. We Pat do. Called that one. one more thing I want to say, talk about with episode two. We do see um, episode two and three, we get a couple different dinner family scenes. Those are big in Twin Peaks. And we see the Briggs family dinner. I absolutely love that scene. Where um, General Briggs and Bobby and the missus have, you know, General Briggs is kind of lecturing to Bobby in a very stoic way. This is a General Scully, Melissa. Yes. (laughs) Um, (laughs) The only guy in full military dress (laughs) uniform in the show. Same kid. We have, we're, Melissa, big X-Files fan. We were talking about X-Files crossover. So much. So much X-Files crossover. And they're, you know, having their perfect little family dinner. Him and Bobby get into some sort of disagreement. And then he ends up, like, slapping a cigarette out of Bobby's mouth (laughs) into the meatloaf. And then the mom just goes, like, we're here for you, dear. Just so so perfect. You get, like... Yeah. It's wonderful. You never see if she finishes the meatloaf after after she pulls out the cigarette. Like, is that wasted meatloaf now? (laughs) I believe she does. She seems like like she'd just be like, we're here for you, dear. (laughs) Just continue cutting. <laughs> and then we see... Generals don't make that much money. You know? Right. I don't know if it's this episode or the next one that we have the Donna James. The Hayward. We see the dinner. Hayward in this one. And then the after dinner in couch the, scene. Oh, that's in right. The in the third. So it's kind <laughs> of... Yeah. When they reti- like, you, we're going to retire now. Although, yeah, they say go upstairs. Don't, doesn't he yeah. say we're going to go upstairs? Me and Mrs. Yeah. Hayward are going to say goodnight. She, she's in a wheelchair. And we see him like... Sort of, oh, she just rolls off just roll into off. another yeah. room. I, yeah, I'm just saying upstairs, maybe not. Yeah. Maybe a, a continuity error there. Maybe, yeah. I maybe think he just says we're going to just say goodnight. And then she goes, goodnight. <laughs> and then just last listen to this. just... Slowly rolls away. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Slow so mechanical slow. roll. 
Yeah, so we see the Hayward's dinner in this. And then I think the next episode starts with the Horn yeah. family dinner. And so I'm going to bring up the James and Donna love. Ooh. Because I don't... Sexy. Yeah, I just don't understand were they always in love because... I could take this one. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you, Pat. All right. Pat explains. (laughs) Love. (laughs) (laughs) So Laura is dating Bobby, the football captain. However, uh, she hangs out with Mike. I'm sorry. She hangs out with James James and Donna. Some, and she sometime has a, in between all Laura, her other things. Laura has a secret li- relationship with James. But so does Donna? But Donna, but because they hang out as a three, threesome. a threesome. They were really falling in love that, all that yeah, time. Yeah, Donna basically oh. says that. She's like, yeah. I never, I couldn't admit to myself because you were with Laura, but I felt this thing with you, yeah. James. We you know exactly, what? Exactly. Laura's out of the picture. Right She's now, we all can over just James. shack up immediately. Like meet my family, and then let's meet then, on my couch. Yeah, so Bobby and Snake pull That's up, right. and they're T-bird, and they see this <laughs> dinner happening, and they're like, and Bobby rightly so is like, first my girl, now your girl, or vice, you know, one of them says right. that. It's like, yeah, like. They kind of have legit reason to have beef with James. <laughs> yeah, they do. Well, they do. James is supposed to be this victim, and he's really not. No, like, he's, he's kind of a douche. He's kind of. It's just because he looks so victimy. Awesome. Yeah. <laughs> I know. It's. I, I feel like he's slow. Like it takes him a little bit to understand well, what you're saying. They he's mentioned slow. that Laura, my favorite Laura, in one of her recordings to Jacoby, Jeez. is like James is sweet, but he's just so. Dumb. <laughs> and I can only take so much of sweet. Right. And we have to talk about Dr. Lawrence Jacoby's oh, uh, little tiki sweet. lounge in his house. He's amazing. <laughs> he's so, got the, the Hawaiian wallpaper. He's got the Hawaiian shirt. He's got plaid pants. Clown pants. Yeah, they look said. like clown pants. They, they, the belt loops are literally like five inches below the waistline of the pants, which comes up to his belly button. Which is, for some reason, their depiction of a hippie. <laughs> in the right, show because they're they keep he is mentioning the town like, hippie. yeah that hippie do they yeah. say that not yet i guess that's another mini spoiler but that's <laughs> sorry. well that's how he acts is like <laughs> right. oh i came off of an island but really right. my island he's more of a parrot head what do they call those jimmy buffett fans yes <laughs> he is oh my god what do they call those I think uh, parrot parrot heads. Parrot, yeah, yeah. Sounds totally right. he is but they probably you know back in the 90s they didn't have that work that slang yet worked out yeah. in the pacific northwest yeah yeah so we have to bring up the one-eyed jacks oh god uh, yes. brothel go to one-eyed yes. jacks um where the two brothers go to, they only are interested in the new girl. They must, they're so tired of the other ten beautiful oh, ladies. Right. Which, like, this is getting into episode three, by the way. Just, just Oh, let's try. Yeah, we can, yeah. Okay, okay, yeah, we're good. Yes. Yeah. Oh, so when, so also he got the note that said one eye Jack. Yeah. So that's the, the. <laughs> the note said Jack with well, the one yeah, eye. Yeah, like you were. <laughs> barely hiding the clue. Like, you're, yeah, you're trying to give this guy a clue. <laughs> right. and, but you're basically just like Google mapsing it for him. <laughs> well, okay. <laughs> Okay, spoil this for me. Do we ever find out who left that card? We do. We do. do. Yeah, we're not okay. going to spoil. Is that it the Asian lady? Time no. Guesses okay. incorrectly. Well, that. <laughs> <laughs> 
I mean, that could explain why it's <laughs> why it was a not the right English. name. Yeah, but oh. Um, oh no, no, they're trying to be sly. They're like, like, it worked for me because until you mentioned it, I didn't connect the two until you said that. Well, they say it in the show. I know. Jack I didn't with know the that. One eye. I, the the one eye Jack. <laughs> of course. In all my years of FBI work, I've never had a clue. This genius. Yeah, it's it's so yes, the brothel that the, the Horn brothers go to. So we meet. We yeah. meet uh, Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry. Ben yes, and Jerry are the brothers' names. Yes. And not they never. Ben's very tall. Jerry is very short. True. I love Jerry's entrance because we do we start episode three, which is called Zen or the Skill to Catch Killer, with the Horn family having a typical silent, icy Horn family dinner with Johnny Horn, who is twenty seven but in the third grade, in his Indian headdress, and everyone's silent and hating each other. And then yep. Jerry just like busts on the scene, full of energy with baguettes, with, with baguette baguettes. sandwiches, and the brother instantly cheers up. Uh, yeah. It's like, oh my god, these sandwiches are so good. Yeah, Jerry brings out a different side of Ben. You can tell right away that like he They're just best buds. They're they just are. best buds. I love the two of them together. And they yeah. have that sweet you think that's their boat that they went to one eyed Jacks in? Probably. That, oh yeah, that's, that's their boat. He owns yeah. the, he's a big have, wig. They have, they have like a driver of the boat or a captain, right. I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Who like, you know, ties up for them while I go get their hooker on. Yeah. And uh right. I just have to bring up there's no polite way to say this, but like, they're like, Ben is <laughs> saying, uh, you're gonna, one of us, you have a 50-50 chance, Jerry, of getting the, the first shot at this new girl <laughs> at the brothel. And then like, so sure enough, uh, Ben wins the coin toss, so he, go, he goes off with the new girl, and then Jerry's just like, ah, oh, and just... sits down at the bar. So I think we have to assume that He's not going to take a different girl. To, he's going to no, wait. No, he's going to wait. <laughs> he's just so Because it's 50-50 about... of having right. the first crack. They've been with all the other girls. Right. This is the new girl. <laughs> and as Kelly pointed out, like those other girls are not too shabby looking. No. At all. Like... And the costumes just want to... I mean, and Twin Peaks has some great costumes already when you're not in a... <laughs> themed brothel. Right. <laughs> I feel like, yeah, the costume designer, like, got the, the, the card-themed brothel and just went to town. So, she was like, like, we're gonna tie cards to you. And these girls can barely move. You're gonna wear a move. necklace with the, with the uh, suit of the card on it. Yeah. You can There's just see these girls are, like, easy to get out of. <laughs> yeah. They're, like, not Good moving point. their heads because they're afraid the cards are gonna fall <laughs> off and, like, trying to be sexy but also not move at all. Not move or breathe. Yeah, good point. Like, who undoes the corset when they go off to the... Like, you need, like, a second ha- pair of hands for that? Yeah. yeah. It's gonna be like, I know this is sexy, but take this off. Right, yeah. and then it's so. like... Good, 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 good. And now that we're done, can you, like, take 20 minutes and tie me back into this thing? There's... While corsets make you look sexy, there's nothing sexy about the way you look getting out of the corset. <laughs> no. Because... It's like Sphinx extreme. Right. And then Space. you have marks left on you and like it's like you're it's like the sausage all it's coming like you've out of the cage. Been in a cage. Yeah. Your body has been in a cage. We just know Melissa and I know how to make things real sexy for our our boyfriends. Yeah, that's so nice. <laughs> Doesn't ruin it all. <laughs> we know how to make things real sexy. Yeah, and we meet Blackie, who is the white owner of the uh, brothel. Of the brothel. She's the madam. She's the madam. Yeah, and they do. You know, she's she's uh she's got some mystery going on. She's got yeah. quite an interesting costume. 
and Ben gives her a whole sonnet. She kind of, yeah. Yeah. Ben just likes practicing his Shakespeare. Shall I compare thee to a summer's day? And we're all like, you're kind of, like, wrong target, Ben. Like, (laughs) she's the business front of this operation. I'm giving her money. I do. Sure thing. I do wonder about Blackie that, like, they cast her because she does look like the real-life brothel person. Uh, I don't Heidi Fleiss? Yes, Heidi Fleiss. Oh, interesting. They look almost, right? She does look a bit different than the other. Like, the, David Lynch, I think, has a look that he likes in women, which is like a pale brunette, like a la yeah. Lara Flynn Boyle with kind of yeah. like short curly hair. Like, uh, that's most of the women in, in this show kind of have that look. Like, he likes that kind of... Yeah. And she doesn't. She's got a like slightly more. Yeah. I mean, she's still kind of a pale brunette. Yeah. I don't, I don't really know. She's got. She's got longer hair. Hey. <laughs> I don't know. Her hair's frizzier, I guess. Her hair is crazy. Mm-hmm. It's crazy eighties hair. Right but like there. I, so I brought up the question, like <laughs> where, where is the clientele coming from to support this right brothel with at least. Ten working girls and a very nice bar area in Canada. Right. It's in, in Canada. Canada, so maybe like so because they have no rules in Canada. Is, there is like, what we're led to believe? I should my so geography should be better. But what's region. like the nearest big? It's like Montreal. I know isn't Seattle. that far west. Seattle, is. but I mean Canadian town. Canadian Vancouver. Like Vancouver. Okay, is Vancouver close yeah. enough that they could get some Vancouver clientele there? I, guess I would so. imagine so. I'm gonna. You yeah. guys keep talking. I'm busting you know, out Google Maps. One Night Jacks is not just a brothel. It's also like they've a got casino. gambling. Yeah. 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 Okay. Well, that there's yeah. there's other. You can go and have a nice burger there. For instance, <laughs> I've heard they've got a really great mm-hmm. burger. Um, the you know the Brussels sprouts with bacon are phenomenal. <laughs> There. That kind of place. Yeah. Uh, how about uh, we talk about the dream, the the theme of dreams? There's a lot of talk of dreams in this episode. Yes. So. Yeah, it's a big one. Episode Koopa, three is where it really turns Lynchy. Coop has a dream about uh, Tibet in. Yeah. In that, this is how he develops a certain. Uh, I'm detective, gonna, uh, <laughs> the deductive theory. Te- technique uh, <laughs> that involves throwing rocks. Goes with, <laughs> just goes with no completely. one questions like, how is this scientific at all? Right, how is like, this helping us? It's Whatever. just how he feels like when he's throwing that stone. Yeah, at the bottle. So Coop takes the twin sheriff's department out to the forest as one does with a chalkboard. <laughs> with a chalkboard, <laughs> uh, a bucket full of rocks. And a bunch of donuts. A milk bottle. <laughs> right, and seven different packs of donuts. Because you can't, you got to be sustained. They're feasting. Yeah. <laughs> and, and they write a bunch of names of townspeople on the chalkboard, and then he throws the rock at the bottle. And Lucy is supposed to note if the bottle broke when he said the name. And what's great, we were talking about, is like, this scene is like the exposition machine, where they must have been like, wow, you know, the show's getting a little bit successful. There have been a lot of names, a lot going on. Let's just review with the audience, like, yeah, every character every and their relation. Every time he says name, we get a little shot of that actor. <laughs> right. And it's like, oh, okay. That, yeah. <laughs> yeah. And they even go like, yeah. like, this is the father or something. Right. <laughs> a couple of them. You know what, though? I could see how if I had been watching this, like, serialized style in the 90s, I would have incredibly appreciated that. This is maybe yeah. my eighth or ninth viewing of this. I still don't understand the mill plot. So I appreciate things like that, oh, like it's yeah, necessary. Yeah. So the the bottle breaks for Leo Johnson. Yes, and, and it hits uh, but doesn't break for Doctor Jacoby. Jacoby. Yeah. yeah, 
And he makes sure oh, that Lucy Oh, we know that, that we didn't review... The last episode, we found out Jacoby has the half of the necklace. Oh, oh yeah. I forgot to share that. that the half that... Um, Donna and... That Donna and James, James buried. buried. So he's a prime suspect. For no reason. They really didn't need to do that. And why wouldn't you just throw oh. it in the woods or something? No, they were sitting in the woods, and then they're like, we're just going to bury it. Right I mean, I guess they could have just like, kept it in a desk. Yeah, I don't, they didn't need to bury it. Yeah, just, <laughs> that just goes back to James's James dumb. And they just dumb. mark it with a small rock. <laughs> it's right. like, I'll never forget that rock. It's where oh, I yeah. but he, On this whole mountain it, trail. Yeah. Right. It means that the doctor was creepily nearby, yes, saw it happen, definitely. and then picked it up and was like, this is mine. Yeah, that is true. Oh, and speaking her. of creepily nearby, when Leo is confronting Bobby and Snake, we see like a shadowy figure hiding behind him. Oh, yeah. And they're like, hey, did you come alone? He's like, shut up. I'm like, I'm being the mean guy now. That's right. And we don't we just never... go past that. Yeah, and we it... never find out like, yeah. if Leo knows that guy's there. And it's like... I, thought, I fully expected him to be like, I'm not going <laughs> to fall for that one. It would <laughs> like... be great if he didn't. And he's just like, all right. But then it was could, like yeah. 90s scary where it was just a ski mask in all black right, and then like, just hid behind a tree. <laughs> so like nowadays it would be like a dark hood. Yeah. And you would yeah. just be kind of eerily by something. Yeah, I don't know <laughs> but if now Leo... But like, I have a saw. I'm going to stab, kill you too. Right. I don't know if Leo knew who was behind him or not. What do That's you... true. I actually yeah. don't know. Apparently and you never to find be honest, out who this person I don't was. totally uh, remember who that person is. I'm yeah. going to be completely honest. Maybe we just never really find out. It's certainly possible. Back to the Tibet thing. <laughs> Could you imagine if you were convicted of a crime and they were like, it's because this dude threw a rock at a bottle when he said your name, the bottle broke. So get your ass in prison. Like, yeah. that is... Your prime subs. Right. Now. Like, and they all just well, when, totally when go you with have it. white people in your town, you gotta find somebody to pick the suspects. <laughs> right. That was a jab at racism, not a racist jab. There we go. And I also love that Hawk is wearing oven mitts. In that scene, yeah. for no reason. No reason. No reason. Holy Great jab Andy. His, his hands are cold? Maybe, I guess. yeah. There's Andy gets hit by a rock and kind of stumbles around. Yeah, and and yeah I, I mean, I, ha- I almost <laughs> said something while we were watching, because, like, you, I, you can't throw a rock at a tree hard enough that on the ricochet, it would, like, hurt at all. <laughs> you know? Like, Poor Andy. If it's a small enough rock to ricochet a couple feet... It's not gonna have any force behind it. And he's like, he's like stunned, like he had a concussion. I know. And then Truman goes, "Where there's no sense, there's no yeah. feeling." And he like loves it. Yeah. He loves he his own jokes so much. Up. You got me. I am stupid. I'm telling you, when I watch that scene and subsequent other scenes that take place at the sheriff's department, I really do feel like I want to work at the Twin Peaks Sheriff's <laughs> Department. They have the best oh relationship with they, each other. Yeah, they all love going to work in the morning. They That's love obvious. it. They love each other. They all the free donuts. Eat donuts all, all day. <laughs> you got that crazy yeah. voice on the, your receptionist that just perks you up every time <laughs> oh you're in. Yeah. She's Lucy? a cartoon character. And that's like her real Literally. voice. Yeah. I mean, yeah. She's, Samantha Stanky from She's adorable. Yes. <laughs> Sometimes baby voices annoy me, but her baby voice doesn't annoy me. No, it's in very she endearing. Can't it help is. It. She's she so can't damn help cute. It. You know her and Andy are together, right? Has that come across to you yet? She calls yes. him Sweetie. Which one's Andy's the Andy's deputy. the dumb tall one. Okay, yeah. Yeah. yeah, that makes sense. Andy and Lucy. That was in the first. They're episode. like a perfect couple. <laughs> if anyone was waiting for me to announce the search of my Google Maps, yes, Vancouver is right there on the border. So <laughs> that could be where they get. They're they're clearly a they're Vancouver facing business. Yes. Yes. And Twin Peaks just gets um, the happy runoff. And in all honesty, you don't know what kind of marketing One-Eyed Jacks does. So. You don't. Viral. I feel like... I feel like... Literal viruses. <laughs> a lot of mountain men. 
Well, a lot of mountain men and trackers. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, you know, brothels are illegal in Canada, I think, so, like, it couldn't be that. Right. Out out. You should Google that, too. All right. I will. Um, I, I want feel like we would to... know if they have legal prostitution in Canada. Feels like something that they might. I feel like it would be legal. Yeah, they'd be like, it's they don't care. Because everyone's so nice. It's yeah, they're like just do what you want to do. System. Yeah, (laughs) on the honesty system. Googling. I would like to propose a very special edition of gnawing on the scenery. Gnawing on the scenery. Palmer versus Palmer. Leland versus Sarah. In the scene, wherein Leland Palmer is dancing to Pennsylvania Six Five Thousand. So yeah. and they just like this the, the spinning yep. and they do the spinning shot with the picture. I love I always love that spinning shot and they make it super so creepy. So good. <laughs> and then Sarah comes in wearing a voluminous silky robe and heels. I don't know if you saw that, Melissa, yes. but heels with like nude nylons on cuz she had time to go to bed but put on nude stockings. That was a thing. In all fairness, they could have just been thigh high. Oh style. yeah, sexy time. Right. So Leland's like playing. Because <laughs> your daughter's dead in sexy <laughs> times. It's the time to put on your knees. I know, and she does act like, "What's going on in this house?" And I'm like, "Your she daughter was murdered." <laughs> yeah, she's like, That's "What is going on?" It's like, uh, "You just had a death." Which <laughs> is weird because she spends and the first episode yeah. screaming. I know. <laughs> just in. Screams. Why are you acting so weird, husband? I've only been in a catatonic <laughs> screaming state the whole. I know. No, get your shit together. He starts just like, he's playing this music that's like creepy swing music, which David Lynch, again, just, he picks the perfect song out. to be creepy and weird. Like, yeah. it's just like, Pennsylvania 6, 5,000. And Leland's dancing <laughs> while holding the creepy prom portrait that and everyone in town like, has. When, she, when the wife comes in, he's like, we have to dance for Laura. We have to dance. She's <laughs> like, Leland! And just starts screaming repeatedly. Uh, my favorite, though, is at one point she stops for like three seconds and then goes, ah! Like, one more, like, caw. They like end up breaking the portrait and like he smears her blood on it. The two of them are just... Outrageous oh, in that scene, and it's just like who is, to try and determine which one would be bigger is well to call back challenge. from our first episode. It's like these are the parents who are reacting appropriately to the death of their child on television. Like <laughs> they, they usually Correct. it's underplayed. Uh, yeah. not this time. Yeah, usually it's like <laughs> okay, one that's small tear going yeah. down. Like, like these people are having a psychological episode. <laughs> right, like yeah. nowadays it would be like she picks up a sweater and like smells it, and like a little tear drops down. <laughs> Like, in Twin Peaks, it's, like, just repeated screaming. Dancing with the picture that everyone has in town. So too. Yeah, I love, I love that <laughs> can scene. I, can I get a jingle for a Canadian legal update? Canadian legal update. <laughs> Prostitution is uh, now legal to sell, but illegal to buy. What? Oh, this is what they, that's not okay. No, well, they're this doing this because they do this to, like... So they're not the cops aren't cracking down on the working girls; they're cracking down oh, on the jobs. Well, that's good. No, that yeah. is fair. And yeah, so okay. it's, it's basically always been it's like it's still illegal, basically, and it always has been. So yes, right. But don't punish the working girls. Pump. That makes sense. So basically, yeah. the bra one eye jacks is fine. It's Ben and Jerry. Ben and Jerry are fucked. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Oh, they're, well, they're cream. both. Well, well, this, the, they're, they're both. The... This change in policy, though, was just implemented in 2014. So oh. uh, it would have been illegal, it was definitely probably. Illegal. Yes. Back then. 
You know, we did, and I hate to do this because you're going to be like, Kelly, that's like a spoiler. I'm not, I'm done. But I'm done. It's just, I've resigned myself. Been, it's hard sometimes to know if, like, had I been watching this for the first time, would I ever have picked up on this? But they do say, like, newly scented from, or freshly scented from the perfume counter yes. about yeah. the new girl. And we do find out in this episode that Ronette Pulaski worked at the at Ben yeah. Warren's perfume counter. Perfume counter so yeah. one could possibly start to make the connection that there is some connection between the okay, Ben Horn's department That's store the girl in the coma at the so, hospital that was found oh, in the okay. first episode. Yeah. And I did catch that. Oh good. Okay. So and Melissa is watching this for the first time. So And I am watching it one for the could. first time. Because of this podcast, I am more aware of the little intricacies. I think my problem is I get so wrapped up. I'm like absorbing so much of Lynch's filmmaking technique. Right, which like, is yeah. I just, incredible. I just let the plot points fly past me. Yeah. But you could still enjoy it and let the plot points. Oh, I am. Yeah. <laughs> but, so Melissa, what did yes. you catch? No, because she said they went over with the parents of Rhonda? Renette, yeah. Renette. Her parents are wearing both wearing turtlenecks and plaid. <laughs> yes. Yeah. It's like classic Twin Peaks look. <laughs> And they said that she was working at the perfume counter because she smelled, it was the sweetest. She used to joke. It was the sweetest smelling job she ever had. <laughs> oh which I'm God. like, first oh. of all, she's had one job. She's 16. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> also, like, you guys are so lame. <laughs> well, two jobs. Two jobs, yeah. Right, right. Yeah, the perfume counter and being a prostitute. Oh, I mean, more <laughs> Laura Palmer's had about 16 jobs so by we, this point. We yes. don't know yet if Laura worked at the perfume counter, but maybe no. we could yeah. add that to the list. Like, which, when would she have freaking time? Like, right. <laughs> I'm just amazed, really, what this story is about for me is one girl's time management. <laughs> <laughs> Brilliant. This is like, an ambitious teenager. And like, she had time she to get a, killed. It she's was a drug really, lord? Yeah. Like, it makes you wonder if she hadn't, like, and it... You know, if she hadn't gotten killed, she would be the CEO of like a major corporation. Well, I think I think perhaps some <laughs> of like the tutoring is like a once a week type thing. Sure. So right. that could explain that. Yeah, that's that's fair. But I would think it would be at least twice a week. Like no, meals, let's, let's meals not get bogged down <laughs> the imaginary tutoring <laughs> schedule of. Uh, the kid in the headdress. I mean, she's not doing a great job because Josie yeah. still let's, doesn't know what's going on. There's a lot of flexibility in that. And I want to know, Josie. I'm sorry, it's the Asian one, right? Yes, yes Josie's Asian. <laughs> it Why works she picked a high school teenager to right. help her with English right. as opposed to... Yeah. Anyone else? I don't know. <laughs> or, like, why not Catherine and Pete, who she lives with? Yeah. Right. <laughs> like... Well, because Catherine hates her. Yeah, Catherine, Catherine hates her. Pete clearly true. loves her, though. Pete, Pete loves, loves her. her and doesn't seem to have a job, so yeah, he <laughs> would Maybe be he the can't best spend that much candidate. time around her or else his wife would freak out. Right. Yeah. Although it is funny, you will discover and kind of have, they have sort of had a couple moments of this. Pete also loves Catherine. <laughs> Catherine just hates Pete. <laughs> like, Pete, like, okay. wants to spend time with Catherine and be, like, married to Catherine. Catherine's just having none of it with him. Like, because this was the first episode where it was like relationship goals. Right. <laughs> just, he's just like doesn't want to have anything to do with her. Um, kind of like um, I like the uh, the swing and moods of um, Pirate Lady uh, Nadine. Nadine Nadine towards Ben <laughs> Big Ed Big Ed Big Ed uh, yeah like so she's like I hate you so much Big Ed in every scene until. 
he spills the grease on the cotton balls. To Innovator. Make, to make the perfect silent drape runner. And then she's like, we're gonna be so rich. And they do like the old timey, like, they're both facing the same way hug. They're both yes. facing towards camera. And she's got this beautiful beaming smile. Yeah, and she's wearing a lovely turquoise turtleneck, which in that scene I remember like that outfit thinking my mother wore stuff like that. Like, and my mother, a beautiful woman, so it's a compliment that she's wearing the same stuff. Like this turquoise turtleneck with these high-waisted pants that had these pleats in it. And this takes place oh, in the right. 90s, right? Yeah. 1990. But yeah. Lynch so. likes to sort of reference 50s, even in his modern-day fashion, and yeah. I think that that's really there. Like, Audrey has those saddle shoes. There's always a bit of 50s with, like, the music is very right. kind of 50s. The skirt length the, is... The, like, greaser jackets that they kind of all have. They all have those leather jackets. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Tom, was, letter, Tom is a big letterman. fan of the Letterman jackets. <laughs> well, yeah. We are, we, we've covered that. <laughs> it's, they're beautiful. They are. Yeah, Melissa well, was mentioning, you know, the skirt lengths. Oh, so should I... I'm going to tell my Letterman jacket story. Um, okay, good. I have to urinate to quote okay. Cooper, so you tell your story. Uh, so here's... <laughs> it sounded like you said, I'm gonna, I need to urinate to quote Pooper. <laughs> right, Pooper. Um, Agents Cooper. Um, so, when I was in high school, I was on the football team for freshman and sophomore year, and I was on the wrestling team uh, for sophomore year at least, and freshman year, I guess. Um, no, just sophomore year. Anyway, so at our high school... We uh, one football practice. We show up for practice, and this hadn't been announced, but they ha they handed out to everybody like the order forms for the Letterman jackets, right? <laughs> um, I wasn't. I had missed practice that day because I was sick, and so like everyone else on the team got Letterman jackets except for me and my friend Zach Barnes, who we had also skipped practice that day. One day you miss? Yeah, one, oh. like they were and, like they were never like, oh, you guys weren't here. Did you want Letterman jackets? <laughs> so of course, like every you know, we're sophomores in high school. Like that's the coolest thing in the world to us. It's like. Oh, everyone's wearing, everyone gets a Letterman jacket. So anyway, Zach comes to me and he's like, Hey, uh, my mom knows a guy who like can make the Letterman jackets for us. And I was like, Oh, okay. He's like, I'm going to order you one. And I was like, Yeah. So like, I don't know. My parents spent like 150 bucks on this Letterman jacket. And it was like, our, our school's colors are blue and white. So it had like white leather sleeves and okay. uh, just like a uh, bopper's jacket. Or I mean snake's jacket. <laughs> but ours had blue felt. But the thing is, this guy had, like, copied, um, uses his template, Zach's older brother's Letterman jacket, which okay. had different spacing on the letters. So, like, we, we stuck out, like, sore thumbs because our kerning on the back of our jackets <laughs> and the space was, like, all off compared to everybody else's. You had in the counterfeit so, yeah, like, Letterman jacket. I just don't understand why you didn't go to the school and ask to order one directly. Because this wasn't, this wasn't like a school thing. Like This was like the football coaches like just had like a contractor that they went out to. Like, Did you ask the football coach? Yeah, and he, my, our coach was a dick. He was just like, yeah, sorry, you're out of luck. I think as a punishment also for us missing practice that day. I'm like, something oh, wow, what an evil dick. So anyway, let me just finish. Like, so, sorry. at one point, this I, basically the culmination of this story is like, at one point, some... Girl, I should also point out, people used to confuse me and Zach, because we hung out a lot together, we sort of looked similarly, um, it's like, I, I used to have people, like, say, I thought you were Zach, like, anyway, um, that's awkward, I know, it, it, I, yeah, tell me about it, <laughs> 
high school joys. <laughs> like, so, like, one time, like, this girl was like, oh, different person. I, I, I told someone I was on the wrestling team, and she was like, oh, really? I was like, yeah, like, don't you see my Letterman jacket, like, that I wear all the time? She's like, oh, like, I thought that was, like, a joke, because, like, yours is different. Like, I thought it was fake. What would it what would the joke be? I, she might have just said, I thought it was fake. But anyway. Oh my god. So I was, then I never like wore the jacket again after that. Pretty Aww. much. That's so sad. It was, yeah. Wah, wah. Fuck you, Coach Weinberg, for not oh. letting us order those jackets. Weinberg. Wow. Aww. was your football coach. <laughs> he, was, he was actually an ex-pro. He used to be in the NFL. Wow. So we, um, let's, he also, back, back to yeah, the, right, back to, <laughs> back to the show here. <laughs> We meet not uh, Tom's therapy hour. <laughs> we, oh, meet, we got Kelly back from the bathroom. <laughs> right, yeah. I, I, was, I, I killed some time. Right, that was good. We meet Agent Rosenfeld for the first also, time. Uh, Agent Rosenfeld. But listen good. to my side podcast, Tom's Therapy Hour. Thank <laughs> Tom's you. Therapy <laughs> Hour. Agent Rosenfeld, uh, great. They've, they in set past him up. episodes, they talked to him on the phone. Cooper sets up Truman like, hey, this guy's coming. He's great at what he does. He's lacking. He's a bit of a dick. Lacking in the social niceties. Boop. <laughs> and then the boop happens. And then uh, Rosenfeld proceeds to be a total dick immediately. Insults kind of everyone in Twin Peaks, basically. Like, and we, this is an Continue. actor that we all recognized, and we yeah. just learned Pat told us to die recently. Yeah. Yes. But what else is, have I seen him in? I can't like, place him anywhere. He's also in X-Files, X-Files, isn't he? Yeah. Probably yes. X-Files. I know he's been yeah. in X-Files. He's like one of those B actors, so he was. He's like, like he's he's always like a military guy in like. Right. I think he might be in um and the Rock, perhaps. As one of those military guys. Rio two. I like to think that the <laughs> that Twin Peaks and X Files happen in the same universe, and the tying character is General Briggs, who is also General Scully. Scully's So he's father. a general in He's plays the same exact character exactly, a, except that he's Scully's father. He's actually a yeah. major, major Briggs. Major. Yeah, he's Major Briggs, and then Scully. he's... So he went into a covert op and had to change his identity, yeah. and they right. promoted him to general for it. I think he travels back and forth between the Briggses and the Scullys. That's right. And he's got, like, Bobby, and then he's got Dana, and Dana's dick brother oh. that we hate. Sorry, that's <laughs> the X-Files podcast, but... And Melissa, who we love. Oh, that's right, Melissa. She gets killed, so I always yeah. forget about her. But um, yeah, it She's totally is the same universe. And David Duchovny does a guest star in Twin Peaks. What? Oh yeah, for several episodes in Spoiler. season two. Sorry, mm. but he does, and he's amazing. Do you guys remember that song, David Duchovny? Why, Why would you love me? Duh. I own daily. Really? I think about it all the time. Her name is Bree something. B R E E. Lurch. Oh my god, I love Brie no, Lurch. No, that's, no, the no, that's the actress from Scott Pilgrim. <laughs> if they could have Jillian Anderson and David Duchovny on the new Twin Peaks, my heart would explode. Well, David Duchovny is. That's right, he's yeah, on he's the IMDb. But that's that's David Lynch fucking with us. Like, David Lynch has 200 actors on the IMDb page for the new Twin Peaks. Oh, yeah, yeah. To we just literally be a David Lynch <laughs> mind fuck. Sharp. Sharp. It's really just going to be Michael Horse. Let's find <laughs> Michael Horse is definitely in the new one because he yeah, did. He he's doing a pro. He they did have a been promo, incredibly yeah. tight lipped, and like even the teaser trailers are just the Twin Peaks sign <laughs> and like the music, and there's like nothing. But they did have like a thing with Michael Horse, so we know for sure he's in the new ones. Mm-hmm. Hey, fun fact that that shot of the Twin Peaks sign with the road and the pine trees that I use as our background on our podcast page. If you look closely, that's clearly a, uh, that's like a painting. That's not a real picture. 
But it's a real place because I have stood there. It's the background on my phone. Oh, really? Maybe they just... Yeah. It's, they might have made it into a yeah, it's they might a have like cell shaded it or something. Yeah. They, they, re, they did really put the sign up though. Like I okay. stood yeah. right by where the sign was and we like yeah. took the picture and everything. Huh. We also did Renat's Bridge. Renat's Bridge. Yeah. Is, yeah Lots of different places. Michael Horse, his IMDb trivia is he's married to Sandra Horse. <laughs> Well, yeah, they, that's how marriage works a lot of the time. But like, and she's like a third grade teacher in Idaho. Oh no, it's just, it's just <laughs> like, a fun fact. Michael Horse, his hair is still she's long. Like, she's like, I think I might keep my own name, honey. Or at least for the new Twin Peaks, they were like, you got to grow out the hair, or you got to do. And so Michael Horse plays we, the same needs... character on the X Files too in an episode. So that's the further cog in the wheel. I just have to say this because it's so. And I, Melissa can maybe edit this out later if she wants. <laughs> but she has a friend uh, whose last name is Doll, and she got married to a guy whose last name is Wang. Yeah. So oh, no. she she was like, "Well, we can't. No. I can't keep my last name as like my middle name because then my name would be." Don't Heidi Dahlwang. Aww, <laughs> so I sad. I think it's hilarious. <laughs> yeah, because yeah. instead of Wang Doll, it's more fun. As it was, I was like, but so they're both doll- lovely people, and if you're ever listening, we love you, Heidi and Albert. And you know, dolls generally don't have genitalia at all, so I think <laughs> so it's probably okay. True. So nice. I think we're ready to dive into this red room scene. The red room. I think yes. we've been Let's. circling it. We've been. Yeah, we so gotta talk about that. This is the famous scene, and you know what? I I captured this note that I thought this was an amazing. Speaks to how brilliant this this scene is. All four of us, Pat and I have watched this a million times. You guys are new viewers. All four of us totally transfixed <laughs> during this scene, like not even barely breathing, well, just yeah. staring at when it. You, when yeah. you open with, like, a, a dwarf shaking in the corner with his back to you, that's a pretty... That's an attention grabber. Yeah. <laughs> that actor's amazing. Oh, yeah. Also in X-Files. He's in... Uh, he's in... The Freak Show one. The Freak, the freak Show, show one, one, yeah. Yep. He's in Carnival. Fanta- he's in Mulholland Drive. Yeah. David Lynch favorite. Yeah. Um, they do call him the midget in this, not what we would call him the dwarf. today. They call, they him, call him the dwarf? dwarf? Yeah. Oh, I thought they Okay, see? Yeah. I thought that I was being like politically uncorrect well, they might based have, they, on the 90s TV show we're watching. They may have called him a midget as well. Right. But I think... So well, in he, the credits, he's the yeah, dwarf. He's so setting the up this scene, um, Cooper is having a dream. It's it, We're in a red room. He's aged. Okay. There's 25 a, years. Yeah, he's got like the exact same aging yeah. makeup as uh, the dude in uh, 2001 A Space Odyssey. <laughs> yeah, not the best aging makeup. Yeah, yeah. That's okay. You know, what are you going to do? It's just like they try to really make his neck wrinkly. Yeah. 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 They, yeah. Just, they focused on that. They They're really like, aced the neck wrinkling and like nothing else. It's <laughs> funny though, if you see uh, Kyle McLaughlin now on Portlandia, he kind of looks like that. Like it's <laughs> yeah. sort of, they were kind of right. Yeah. Um, I love, so now there is a... There is a fashion line that is based on Twin Peaks that has a lot of chevrons, which like the floor in this room is those uh, like yeah. black and white chevrons. Yeah. There's red curtains. Um, there's a midget shaking in the corner with his back to us. <laughs> Sorry, dwarf. <laughs> Midget's like not. I well, keep saying Asian person, right. but hey. dwarf. We were all, you know, we were all raised in okay. Wizard of Oz, and they didn't. Yeah, we didn't know that was unacceptable until like ten years ago. Right. Then a poem is being recited by the one-armed man, who we learn is Mike. Mike. Interesting right. too that the one-armed man is Mike. We know the Canadian tuxedo guy is Bob, yeah. and we've got Mike and Bobby. Yeah. Seemingly so. no reason to have a connection between these two names, but yeah, there it is. Why is that a connection? They have the same names, Mike and Bob and Mike and Bobby. 
Snake and Bob. Oh, right, right, yeah, right, right. Yeah. Okay, got you. Yeah. One arm guy um, and I mean, maybe it's no guy. connection, yeah. but like, yeah. there's right. the, nothing but they in the same name. No, so it's a little weird. I'm yeah. sure Lynch realized that and yeah. put it in there to, for some reason. Yeah. The girl in the coma's name is Ronette. Like, right. that's not a real name. <laughs> <laughs> not anymore. <laughs> After this, they were you like, just made some Ronette out in the internet cry. Uh, no, this... I would like to meet you because <laughs> why? Why is your name Renette? Is it a family name? <laughs> <laughs> I do love that, you know, this scene is so iconic in Twin Peaks lore that it's spoofed on The Simpsons. It's like a very known... Yes. I think when you think of Twin Peaks, you think of The Red Room. You think of this scene. And yeah. this... It's not really necessarily even called The Red Room. That's what I always call it. But um, It's a room that's red. So iconic. Yeah. And it's one of those scenes where you just go... What is going on? Classic. Just like weird. So, and Lynch, what I think is so brilliant, he had the actors, everyone knows this piece of trivia now, but just in case you don't, he had the actors record their lines, they read them backwards, and then he played them forward. So he like took like, so it sounds that really weird, kind of like, um, let's rock. Yeah, you know, yeah, like yeah, has yeah. that weird like yeah. sound. I discovered back it's... in like the early Windows ninety five days that you could do that with you could reverse the wave file from Windows okay. Wave Recorder. And like me and my friends <clears> had like a, a fun night where we like we're like recording and like crazy stuff. <laughs> I'm like flipping it like you try to like figure out how do I say this backwards so that it sounds right wow. forwards. It's so fun to do. Cool. Oh, okay. I didn't so realize... that's what he did. That's what he did. Yeah. I didn't yeah. know that. I mean, I think it's a brilliant thing, and I don't know, did anyone ever do that before uh, I believe a lot of uh, bands would oh, really? yeah, there's like, hide oh, messages. Like, in, oh, like the Paul is dead thing. Well, yeah, uh, there's like a guitar effect that like you can only do that way. Like um, Tomorrow Never Knows, they do it during, oh, okay. I believe, the Beatles. That yeah, is, that's, the Beatles do it during uh, yeah. Tomorrow Never Knows. Can you imagine how much time it would um, take to read those lines backwards? Like, that's hard. Phonet- you know, you have to read yeah. them phonetically, and they sound all weird. I also yeah. didn't realize, in my memory of this scene, I thought Cooper was also speaking backwards speak, but he's not. No. He's, he's speaking normally. Because yeah. they say, like, the the dwarf says, she's my cousin, about Laura, who's in well, the room. And then yeah. also, they've also, yeah, they're like, they're acting in reverse, too. Like, the right. dwarf and Laura. Like, they're, they're clearly, like, were walking backwards into their chairs right. and stuff, and they played it yeah. the way around. Very mm-hmm. weird movements. Cheryl Lee, who plays Laura Palmer... <laughs> Up until this episode, we really only see her in, like, flashbacks. In that one picture. In the and one picture. And you kind of are like, oh, you know, Cheryl Lee, she's a pretty girl. That's how she got this part. This is the first time I think you start to see the depth of Cheryl Lee. She really is one of the better actresses in the show, I think. Um, and she, everything in this scene is so deliberately perfect. Like, she moves so weirdly. She's so in control. For someone so young, she just has so much stuff going on behind her eyes. I just think she's an incredible actress, and I think her role grew as the show went on because of that. Because David Lynch was like, I want to feature her more and more. Did we determine how old she was when they taped this? I don't know. I mean, she looks like 27 or 28 in this. Because you say she's so young, but she doesn't look that young. (laughs) She's in her mid-20s. She looks mid to late 20s. Yeah, she's wearing a dress that actually I think is very pretty um, in this scene. Big shoulder pads, I noted Big shoulder pads. Why um, do you do that? She looks very mature in this She has a scene. very hot backwards kiss with Agent Cooper. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then she whispers in his ear... Something. Something. Yeah. What does she whisper? But yeah. Coop thinks that he knows who killed her. Uh, yeah. At the end of I his dream. I love how he wakes up and he's got... We know he's the got cowlick. so much gel yeah. his hair is <laughs> sticking up. It's the so perfect. Because I, I, I first 
when he, <laughs> they first saw him in profile waking up, I thought he had like part of his hair in a scrunchie or something, and that's why it was sticking up so straight. But no, right. so much gel that it gets it's a commentary in. on the FBI gel look. I guess. Yeah, and it's and he calls Truman and he says, you know, meet me at seven in the Great Northern for breakfast. I know who killed Laura Palmer, yeah. and then he goes, no, it can wait. <laughs> and yeah. you're like. Really? You are so weird. Yeah. But I love that about him that he's like, everything happens with its time, with its purpose. You know, he's very zen-like. Like flexing his yeah. FBI muscles. Yeah. He's like, listen, yeah. Sheriff, I'll tell you what I want to tell you who the killer yeah. is. Yeah, it's yeah. such an amazing scene. And like watching this for the first time, I remember, especially somehow I'd managed to go through my life not knowing that this existed until I watched it and not knowing about this scene or having really seen or put together the Simpsons episode in this scene. <laughs> and I was just like, it felt like to me that it came out of nowhere and suddenly the whole tone of the show really changed. Like it went from just kind of a soapy small town who killed Laura Palmer to yeah. like this weird David Lynch, something weird's going on. It's going into supernatural. Now. Yeah, I, yeah. I think this is where for me it turns and you either get hooked and you love it or you're like, this is not for me. Like in, in this episode, it's That's so a good point, good. yes. Yeah. I like it. It would hook me. If, yeah. And then it's so weird to like have a scene like that well, and then go no back choice. to like yeah. Catherine Martell in the mill. Like, right. you know, like just. And two books. There's right. two books. There's two books. Also, I just want to throw out uh, the secretary. What's her face? Lucy. Lucy. Like after, Paul, uh, after Cooper talks about his Tibetan influence technique. The next shot we see of Lucy, she's just reading a giant leather-bound book that just says Tibet on the cover. Oh my god. (laughs) She might as well have a trapper keeper that says, like, Lucy plus Cooper. (laughs) They all just love him so hard. It's amazing. And you would probably have half the cutouts in that trapper keeper. so true. (laughs) Maybe making it together. They love him. It's wonderful. Yeah, this is where things really start cooking. I mean, in two episodes, we got... You know, One-Eyed Jacks for the first time. We got The Red Room. We got, you know... We got Jerry Horn. Jerry Horn. More of um, the drug plot with, like, Leo and Bobby and Mike. Bob. And, yeah. Introduction yeah. of Bob and Mike. More more of that. One-Armed. One-armed the One-Armed Man. Yeah. Canadian Tuxedo Bob, yes. One-Armed Man, Mike. Just a lot of so. creepiness. Just setting up yeah. the creepy... And I, yeah, we'll see where it goes yeah. in episodes four or five next, whenever. More of Tom's <laughs> guesses. <laughs> yeah. It'll probably be wrong. Or gnawing at the scenery. Stay tuned for some maybe spoiler bits from me and Pat. We'll have to record that later. <laughs> oh, yeah. You know, I thought if we, if we didn't want to name it our podcast, Laura Palmer is Dead. We could name it Twin Podcasts, and like that could be. Oh, if like you guys actually po- want to yeah. do that. Bit. Okay, well, that's interesting. Yeah, mm. so yeah. I'm gonna have to register another domain at SoundCloud. <laughs> Damn, no so much work. All right, join us next week for two hot new episodes. <laughs> I clearly know marketing. You want to get them on the hook with promises of hot and new. <laughs> That's if you do it. And it's cheap. It's like free. Oh my god, it's totally free. Yeah. I'm going to go ahead and do the old stuff. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs>